Hi, Rebecca Shear here. Looking for more ways to circle round with us? Join the Circle Round Club and get all sorts of great perks, like a welcome box with Circle Round goodies, monthly newsletters, even ad-free episodes, and bonus bedtime stories. Support our public radio podcast and sign up now at wbur.org slash Club. Produced by the iLab at WBUR Boston. What would you say if I told you that you had a very special superpower? Because, believe it or not, you do. That superpower is your mind. And when you put your mind to work, there's no limit to what it can do. We're about to meet a character whose mind is tested in all sorts of ways. And whether she passes those tests, well, you'll just have to wait and see. I'm Rebecca Shear, and welcome to Circle Round, where story time happens all the time. Today, our story is called The Three Tests. Variations of this tale come from Russia, Armenia, Hungary, Germany, and Greece. Some really great people came together to bring you our adaptation of this folktale, including Kira Allen, who co-stars with Sarah Paulson in the new mystery thriller, Run. So, circle round, everyone, for the three tests. Nicholas the Merchant traded silks, spices, and jewels in faraway lands. Nicholas was a savvy businessman. And by the time he and his wife had a child, a bright, curious girl named Leora, the family was prosperous enough to buy a beautiful house in a big city. But Nicholas wasn't just a wealthy man. He was a wise and witty one, too. During his long voyages over land and sea, he spent every free moment reading books, solving riddles, keeping his mind sharp and nimble. And each time he returned home, and Leora marveled at the beautiful, exotic things her father brought back, Nicholas always told his growing daughter the same thing. Remember, my child, all this fancy stuff I've spent my life trading, it could disappear in the blink of an eye. It could blow away in a tornado. It could be lost in a fire. It could be stolen away in the night. But your mind, Leora, your brain power, your intellect, your wits, those stick with you forever. Those are the true treasure. Promise me you'll never forget that. I promise, Father. I'll never forget. Eventually, Leora grew up and moved away to start a life of her own. She and her father wrote letters every week. Though Nicholas was now old and frail, he refused to give up the merchant business, and Leora loved reading about her dad's adventures in distant lands. But then one day, Leora received a letter that was different from the rest. Her father's penmanship had always been elegant and neat, Yet the handwriting on this envelope was shaky and scrawled. When Leora tore the envelope open, she could hardly decipher the scratchy, scribbled letter folded up inside. Dear Leora, 
I'm afraid I'm writing with bad news. I'm staying in the home of an old friend and have grown so ill that I haven't left my bed in weeks. The doctors say that by the time you receive this letter, I'll have made my final trade and breathed my final breath. In short, your dear old dad will be gone. Leora felt her eyes well up with tears, but she kept on reading her father's words. Now that I am no longer on this earth, I am leaving all of my gold and riches to you, my darling. There's just one catch. You can't simply claim your inheritance. You'll have to earn it with your mind. Leora couldn't help but smile. Even in his final moments, her father was obsessed with wit and wisdom. Here's how it will work. I will give you three tests, dear daughter. Three tests that will challenge three things I've always held dear. Your brain power, your intellect, and your wits. Pass those tests, Leora, and everything I own will be yours. Nicholas then mentioned the friend he was staying with, another merchant named Victor, and the town where Victor lived. Visit my friend Victor and show me what I know you to be. The wisest, wittiest, and cleverest daughter in the world. Love forever. Your father. Leora clutched the letter to her heart. Oh, I can barely believe that father is gone. But leave it to that cunning fellow to bequeath me with one last mental challenge. Or three, really. She put down the letter. I don't know what his three tests are. She picked up a suitcase. But I sure know one way to find out. What do you think Nicholas's three tests will be? And will Leora pass those tests? We'll find out what happens after a quick break. Support for Circle Round comes from Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And listeners will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Circle Round. That's Indeed.com slash Circle Round. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We've been looking for even more ways to circle round with super fans like you. And now we've got another one. The Circle Round Club. When you join the Circle Round Club, not only do you support the public radio station that makes Circle Round possible, but you can get all sorts of perks, including a welcome box with Circle Round goodies, weekly activity emails, monthly newsletters from me, Rebecca Shear, and early access to Circle Round events. You can also get bonus bedtime stories, behind-the-scenes videos, and ad-free episodes. Sign up now at wbor.org slash Club. 
Welcome back to Circle Round. I'm Rebecca Shear. Today, our story is called The Three Tests. Before the break, a wise and witty merchant named Nicholas sent a letter to his daughter, Leora. Writing from the home of a fellow merchant named Victor, Nicholas told Leora that she would inherit all of his riches if she passed three tests. The letter revealed the name of Victor's town and nothing more. So Leora packed a bag and traveled over land and sea until she reached the town where her father had died and where Victor lived. Well, here I am. Now I just need to find Victor's house. Father didn't give me an address. Surely someone around here can point the way. Leora strolled to the marketplace, where dozens of townspeople were zigzagging among the bustling stalls and kiosks. But every time Leora approached someone... Oh, excuse me. Do you know where Victor the merchant lives? They frowned and hurried away. I'm sorry, miss. So sorry. I do know where Victor the merchant lives. I just can't tell you. Nope, can't tell you. I can't breathe a word. I promised I wouldn't. And a promise is a promise. Leora trudged over to a bench and plopped down. This is so odd. All these people seem to know where Victor lives, but they won't tell me. Apparently they promised someone they wouldn't. She furrowed her brow. But who in the world could that person be? Clearly it's someone who doesn't want to make things easy for me. Someone who wants to issue a challenge, a a test. (gasps) Of course! She jumped to her feet. Father! This must be Father's first test! A test to see if I'm clever enough to find Victor's house without knowing the address. Nice one, Dad. Leora glanced around the marketplace. When her eyes fell upon a woodcutter selling firewood from a horse-drawn cart, she suddenly got an idea. She plucked several gold coins from her purse and waved them at the woodcutter. Excuse me, sir. Might I buy some of your wood? Absolutely, miss. How much would you like? I'll buy the entire cartful, actually, provided you deliver it to a certain house. I'd be happy to. And whose house would that be? Leora grinned. Victor the Merchant. And if you don't mind, I'll follow behind you and your horse. Oh, no need for that. There's enough room here for two. Hop on. The horse clipped and clopped and pulled the cart all the way to Victor's house, a trim cottage with chickens roaming around the front yard and a brown cow chewing its cud in the back. When the woodcutter jumped off the cart and knocked at the front door, the man who answered seemed confused. I'm sorry, friend, but you must have the wrong house. I don't think so, sir. I was told I should deliver this wood to the home of Victor the Merchant. That's you, right? It is, but I didn't buy any firewood. Who told you to bring it here? The woodcutter pointed a finger toward Leora. She did. Leora looked up from the cart and gave a little wave. Hello, Victor. I'm Leora. I think my father, Nicholas, might have told you about me. Slowly, a smile spread across Victor's face. Before Nicholas died, 
The old man had described in great detail the three tests Leora must pass in order to claim her inheritance. Victor was impressed at how quickly the clever woman had passed the first one. He invited Leora inside and introduced her to his wife and two daughters. Both daughters were engaged to be married, and both their weddings were planned for later this year. Please, join us for dinner, Leora. But while my family and I are preparing the meal, could you please run a quick errand at the marketplace? Leora was surprised by the request, but she nodded her head. Terrific. I will give you one silver coin, Leora. Take that one silver coin to the market and use it to buy just one thing. Something we can eat, something we can drink, something we can spit out, something we can plant in the garden, and something we can feed the cow. Leora took the silver coin and dropped it in her purse. When she turned back to Victor, she noticed a twinkle in the merchant's eye. Aha! This must be her father's second test. All right. I must use this one silver coin to buy something we can eat, something we can drink, something we can spit out, something we can plant in the garden, and something we can feed the cow. That's right. Thanks for your help, Leora. See you when you get back. Leora returned to the marketplace and wandered among the kiosks and stalls. She passed a baker selling crusty loaves of bread, a fishmonger selling plump, fresh fish, a cheesemonger selling pungent wheels of cheese. But when she reached the farmer, who was selling ripe, colorful fruits and vegetables, she paused for a moment. Hmm. <gasps> of course! That's it! Leora paid the farmer one silver coin, then went back to Victor's house with a bulging paper bag in her arms. Leora, you're back. And what have you brought us? Leora arched an eyebrow. Well, you asked me to use your one silver coin to buy one thing. Something we can eat, something we can drink, something we can spit out, something we can plant in the garden, and something we can feed the cow. So I brought you... She reached into the bag. A watermelon. We can eat the watermelon's flesh. We can drink its juice. We can spit out its seeds, then plant them in the garden. And we can feed the rind to the cow. Victor's mouth curved into a grin. Marvelous. You've passed your second test, Leora. And that watermelon will make a delicious dessert. But first... He gestured toward the table. Time to sit down for dinner. We've cooked up something very special tonight. I'll go get it from the oven. Victor scurried to the kitchen and came back carrying a big silver platter. On the platter was a whole roasted chicken, complete with the head, neck, wings, and legs. Victor set the glistening brown bird in front of Leora. Leora... Would you mind doing us one more favor? To make sure that everyone at the table gets their fair and proper share of chicken... He held out a knife. Would you kindly do the carving? 
Once again, Leora noticed that glimmer in Victor's eye. Surely this was her father's third test. Why, I'd be delighted to carve this bird so that everyone gets their fair and proper share. Thank you, Victor. Leora peered at the chicken. With the head, neck, wings, and legs, the bird was definitely big enough to slice into five portions for five people. But Leora suspected that was not what her crafty father had in mind. She thought for a moment, then lifted the knife and carved off the chicken's head. She laid the head on Victor's plate. Then she sliced off the chicken's neck and set it on Victor's wife's plate. Next, she cut off the wings and dropped one wing on each of the daughter's plates. Finally, she hacked off the legs and put them on her own plate. Victor looked from plate to plate, then fixed Leora with a curious stare. Hmm. Tell us, Leora, how is it that we each got our fair and proper share? Well, Leora took a deep breath. Victor, you're sitting at the head of the table, so it's only fair and proper that you get the head of the chicken. Your wife is the hard-working woman who holds this house and family together, so her fair and proper portion is the neck, which holds the head to the body. Your daughters are about to get married and start families of their own, so since they're flying away and leaving the nest, their fair and proper portion is the wings. And the legs? Why do you get the legs, Leora? Well, I'm the traveler who wandered across land and sea to be with you wonderful people tonight, so my fair and proper portion is the legs. And I will use those legs to return back home again. As soon as you give me my father's inheritance. Leora blushed. I have earned it, haven't I? Victor and his family broke into a round of applause. Indeed, thanks to her brain power, intellect, and wits, Leora had passed all three of her father's tests with flying colors. And as a result, she went back to her country a very wealthy woman. But Leora knew that when it all came down to it, it wasn't the money that made her so rich. It was her mind. Now it's your turn. Want to try solving a riddle of your own? Try this one on for size. I can fly to great heights, but I'm not a bird. I can travel anywhere, but I have no feet. What am I? Think about this riddle and see if you can come up with an answer. Then, if you'd like, share your answer with us. Write down your solution or draw a picture and email it to us at circleround at wbur.org. You can also find the riddle on our website, wbur.org slash circle round. This week's story, The Three Tests, was adapted by me, Rebecca Shear. It was edited by Catherine Brewer. Our original music and sound design is by Eric Shimalonis. Circle Round's artist is Sabina Hahn. Sabina has drawn a black and white picture for all 100-plus Circle Round stories, and you can print them out and color them in. Ask a grown-up to visit our website, wbur.org slash circle round, and click on Soundtrack and Coloring Pages. 
Special thanks to this week's actors. Thais Harris, Jefferson Russell, Nick Sholley, Ryan Schrein, Rachel Wong, and Kira Allen. Grown-ups, watch for Kira in the new mystery thriller Run, now available on Hulu. Our featured instrument this week was the piano. You can learn more about this keyboard instrument and see a photo of Eric Shimalonis playing it on our website. Again, that's wbur.org slash circle round. Never want to miss an episode of Circle Round? Why not subscribe? You grown-ups can find us on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast app you use. And please leave us some stars, write us a review, or just tell your friends about the show. Circle Round is a production of WBUR, Boston's NPR station. I'm Rebecca Shear. Thanks for circling round with us. One of the best things about creating Circle Round is hearing from listeners like you. Circle Round fans have been telling us about their favorite Circle Round stories, and we're excited to share some of their voices with you. Hi, Circle Round. My name is Edie, and I live in Waukesha, Wisconsin. And my favorite Circle Round story is the song of the horse, because I like the part when the boy sings for the girl and the horse. Hi, my name is Agnes, and I'm from Los Angeles, California. And my favorite story from Circle Round is Stella and the Dragon. And why I like it is because I like when Stella finds all the gold and she and she gets to bring it home to her family. Hello, my name is Scarlett, and I like the gloomy pine tree because I like the part when the gloomy pine tree wanted to be a flower. Did someone mention an episode you missed? No problem. You can find every single Circle Round story on our website. That's wbur.org slash circle round or wherever you and your grown-ups get your podcasts. <laughs>